under arrest. Stay away from me or I kill you! God. Just when I thought I understood some shit. That old black magic has me in its spell. I could tell you're excited. That old black magic that you weave so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine. Ah! Hey, what are you, some kind of a freak? <laughs> This guy's lost a lot of blood. You know, he had his head blown off. No, this guy's really lost a lot of blood. Marie had a hunger to feed on the evil. You want a ride? You got one. Michelli's a gangster. Call me Sal. Who's out to take over the city. I call you. Marie. Wait, Marie. What he didn't count on was a vampire. Come on, baby. Relax. With a taste for Italian. <laughs> now... The undead. And the undercover. You are under arrest. Are teaming up. Michelli's not dead, is he? Gotta get hold of yourself. To take the bite. Out of crime. You're gonna be made men. But when you're made by me, nobody can touch you. I've got you. Welcome to the family. From John Landis, the director of An American Werewolf in London. He lost a lot of blood. Are you sure you don't need more? Don't worry, you're not my type. Innocent Blood, a movie that goes straight for the jugular. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. to the show how you doing hello get away from me i kill you <laughs> just to let you know i couldn't hear anything during the opening oh no really yeah well that's your fault i know it is oh i'm sure i did have something to do with it yeah yep welcome to movie sucktastic episode um what is 185 it? just what i was gonna say i know and and uh, this episode, we are reviewing the charming little gangster va- vampire uh, horror comedy called Innocent Blood. Uh, yes. Nineteen ninety-two. Where is the picture on this video? The year, um, the year I graduated high school. Ah, uh, I feel <sighs> old now. I, I got no picture on this video. What in the fucking Christ? What are you doing over there, man? Well, you know what I. I... I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. This utter bullshit. So Should let me tell you. Long... Yeah. Uh, let, let me tell you. This movie? The fucking doozy? Huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 again, once again, we, we, we have a film that really uh, is, is uh, very fair 
and positive when it comes to portraying Italian Americans. Oh yeah. Uh, you're 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 Italian, right? A little bit. Let me let me ask you a question: Is there an Italian gangster film that doesn't involve a scene where gangsters are walking through a kitchen? <laughs> Does that uh, exist? Does that exist? Because I, I, all I could think of when that happened was like, well, it's Italian gangsters. Of course, we're going to have a kitchen scene. Yeah, there's. I, I mean, it's hard to avoid the kitchen in any film, almost. But no, no, it. No, I disagree totally, and specifically like a hotel, so. a restaurant kitchen, a restaurant kitchen. Wow, that, <laughs> that's a I'm given. Not like somebody, in a, I'm not in a mafia film, house. that's a given, and the reason that, being is most of these mob point. mob guys own the fucking place, so. And it's never just oh we're in the kitchen. It's always been that long pan shot. We're just you know, right. uh. <laughs> don't get me wrong. That's not the only cliche thing about the gangsters in this film. No, 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 no. <laughs> I I actually think the film did more to dispel myths about vampires than it did to dispel myths about Italian American heritage. Wow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of one thing that the, that the uh, that Logia or um, uh, what's the other oh, guy? Vincent LaPaglia. Really, uh, well, no, I was thinking of uh, Chaz Palminteri. Uh, oh, all okay. of them. There's nothing they do that's different than any other gangster film. However, the vampire in this film is a little different because uh, she can see her own reflection. She doesn't like to. And, yeah, well, there's uh, a lot of main problems with what they did well, as far as the problems. The it's just different. I wouldn't say problems. I, I actually like the idea. I like the idea of taking the the, the mytho- mythology that oh they can't see the reflection, to the idea of yeah when you're that kind of creature you don't like to look at yourself. So it's like she, I, I liked that. I thought there was a cute little twist on it. I'm talking about just like, you know, they, they tried to keep some of the mythos of them how they die, uh-huh. in some scenes, but then in others it's like, no, we're not going to go by that at all. Well, I, I, I disagree, I think. I think they kept the sunlight, and they kept the garlic, but now you can kill a vampire just by severing the spinal column or shooting him in the head. Uh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Huh, why not? Because it looks stupid. What looks stupid? Just just what them part? getting... The, well, it all looks stupid. But just... Wait, wait, you know, wait. Okay, I'm going to break your neck. You're going to die. So that means... A good fall off a roof can do the same thing. Yet they're sure. made out I to mean, be immortal in the film. Well, no, no, they're not. Immor- they're not made out to be immortal in the film because they, she keeps killing them by just breaking their necks. No, no. Well, Robert Loggia thinks he's immortal, but that's because he thought he was immortal before he died. Well, yes. I, there wasn't really much of an attitude adjustment in, on the towards humility with him coming back from the dead and gaining this supernatural is, powers. This is also true. Uh, no, no, they 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 really kind of uh, show a little bit that uh, they heal fast, you know. Uh, you know, gunshots don't do anything unless it's in the head for some reason. Uh, one scene where they're gonna have sex, he gets a condom. Why? Uh, <laughs> it's just little things like that. Just because I mean, he's a gentleman, that's why. Give me fuck that. All right, <laughs> and the fact that she has probably the worst acting skills I've ever Aww. seen. And... She's French. She's French. She is so, so... I know. I love La Femme Nikita. You know why? Because she spoke fucking French. <laughs> All right? In this, she's speaking English. And you could tell that half the shit she's t- saying, she doesn't understand what's coming out of her own mouth. That's I'm one. That. Okay. Two, two, they have the amazing idea to let her narrate the movie. All right, well, that that's a negative. <laughs> you, you knew I was going to agree with you on that because I'm against narration and 90% of films, they have narration. So, yes, that that is obviously yeah, a negative but aspect. But she's um, narrating the movie. Yeah, I never play I, with the food. Now, Shut up. Now, <laughs> am, am, I getting, am I getting the sense that you didn't like this film? Uh... Coming on strong. I just want to make sure I'm reading you right. That's all. Because so far, I'm getting the feeling that you're a little angry about the movie. Um, <laughs> I challenged it to you, and I've seen this before several times. Um, no, I didn't. No, I don't like the movie, 
but I don't hate the movie. Let, let's let's Cause, let's go there. Because I actually, as far as vampire films go, I enjoyed this. Did you really? I really did. I, I you know, all I can think of here, here, here's all I can think of. Let's put it this way: I'm trying to find a, a high def copy of this, and it, there isn't anywhere. So now, that let just just to let you know that I do want to add this to my film collection. Now let's be fair; it is a low budget '90s film. Actually, uh, I thought the budget it, was a little high for this. Uh, I thought I read well, that because right, it's John depends. Landis. All right, yeah, it's 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 low budget for a Hollywood big name. I mean, but he might have got more money if he didn't kill people. Yeah, it depends on what way you look at it. I'm looking at a low budget, as in this isn't like, you know, this isn't a huge budget. It's it's a small film. What did it cost? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know, but it's, it it shows it's it's not a big budget film. It's a small horror film. Okay. okay. Yeah, they blew their yeah. wad on the Don Rickles scene, <laughs> <laughs> which was great. It was um, good. I really liked. I love Don and, Rickles. And there's a lot of cameos in here by directors: Sam Raimi, uh, Argento. Uh, Argento, who you know, in between Frank Oz. <laughs> Man, I have problems with Argento. It's yeah, Frank Oz. Well, one, the, one when he's when he's rubbing Don Rickles' head, he's like rubbing it. Oh, it's okay. You'll be all right. And I'm like, that's uh, fucking Argento, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, of course it is. Fucking creep. Uh, <laughs> wow, honey, time for your rape scene. Yeah, Linnea Quigley was in here. Linnea, also uh, d during the and I, I didn't re I didn't see this I re I, I was looking down the cast and I saw because at a certain point I'm like okay every other person in this film's a cameo let me just run through the cast list uh, right. Terry Weigel was one of the dancers at the strip club at the end really yeah. <laughs> if anyone's uh, ever watched Terry Weigel porn that's basically her entire scene <laughs> it's I, now, obnoxious. It's I'm a. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I like her a lot, but it's it's like if I was the guy on top, it'd be like, is this happening? Is this real? Is this really happening yeah. right now? Because this seems I, a little over the top. I'm glad to say I did not pick her out of the lineup. I I read about it. I did not recognize her. I didn't recognize that, her either. That that's going. That's we 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 got something going for us on that. Yeah. Um. Now talk to well, me when this movie was made. I probably would have been. That's Terry Weigel. Now <laughs> I guess, as far I as I guarantee it. As far as vampire films from this time period this is not that bad uh it's it's obviously not going for it's going for like a kind of a you know a pg-13 comedy horror and i think it succeeds in that it's nowhere near as bad as something like oh daybreakers uh and I, <laughs> I, I think this film's right on par except maybe a bit lighter than say one of my other favorite vampire films from the late 80s early 90s vamp i love vamp uh, yeah, so I mean that's that's eighties obviously, but I think it's in that same vein, and and uh, I enjoyed it for that. Now obviously there's issues, the narr the over, you know the voiceover. Oh, so bad. Um, uh, Luis Guzman's always good in anything. Oh uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I mean, you know the acting's not the best. I don't think everybody's. I don't think everybody's anybody in this film is outreaching out for an Oscar. Now, but maybe Logia, <laughs> maybe Robert Loggia is. Maybe, dude. All I can. I am the power. During the second half of this film, all I can imagine is here's a guy who plays gangsters and heavies for most of his films. Right. And all I, all I can imagine is he's like calling people like, I'm going to play a vampire. <laughs> yeah. They, they call me, say, you want to play a vampire? I was like, fuck yeah. That sounds great. I haven't played a vampire before. No, it, it went more like this. Yeah, I'll play a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You talk to Robert. I like, the, I, like, I like to think that Robert Loggia, the actor, was excited about playing as a vampire as um, uh, as uh, Sally McKelly, the gangster he plays, was excited about being a real vampire. I think, <laughs> there's, that, I think there's that same level of energy there. Did you say McKelly? 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 What is it? It's like an Irish-Italian way to say his name. Oh. McKelly. Hey, McKelly! <laughs> I couldn't be made because I was half Irish. I, I, I apologize for insulting your people. No, um, you're not. <laughs> you're right. uh, I, no, I know. I, I really, it, it's it, there's just something about the way he acts in the film. It's like, yeah, he he dug the shit out of this. He really did. He loved He's it. like, I, I'm playing a vampire. Yeah. And <laughs> I bet I bet he, he just goes to Landis. 
give me more meat. More raw meat. <laughs> you know what would be great? If I ate it frozen and run it under some hot water in the stove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, now, speaking of cameos, one that caught me off guard is I was reading through some of the trivia and the, ca- and the cameo lists and everything, and it mentioned that... Oh, yeah. That, uh, there is one more that I forgot, and you might be mentioning him now. Oh, go ahead. What? Tom Savini. Oh no, that I, I did. I wasn't going to mention him, but yeah, Tom Zavini's in there. He, he he plays the photographer in two scenes. Yep. Uh, now, one that caught me off guard is uh, I was reading it, and I was reading about how uh, Landis picked some of the people from this film because he saw them in other movies. Okay. And specifically, Kim Coates, he picked because he saw him earlier in uh, um, uh, the Last Boy Scout. Oh right. Now the name didn't click. So I'm like, oh, all right, let me look. So I'm watching the film. It's like, all right, I recognize that guy. Oh, I know him. He's the one that uh, Bruce Willis kills in the middle of uh, The Last Boy Scout. He's like, boom, baby, yeah! And, like, he punches his bone through his brain. Like, oh, I recognize him. It's like, but why do I recognize him? I didn't. It, it just didn't click because he looks so young in these those two films that, right. that he, play, he plays uh, Tigger uh, in um, Sons of Anarchy. That's right. He's he's a very he's a veteran. He's been yeah. around a really long time. Well, I didn't recognize him as, as that young, that young. I mean, he he aged hard, not bad, hard. Like he's he's wearing the years. Well, yeah, I mean, well, he he gets the characters Robert Loja can get now <laughs> or used to get. <laughs> you know, the, all the heavies. So, but that, but that was interesting because I was weird that I re- I recognized him from Last Boy Scout, but not from Sons of Anarchy, the, one, one of his most recent things. So that was he was also in a film only a couple of years ago called um, uh, Goon, which is a hockey film that I love. He Have played not seen the coach. It. Great film. I mean, let's put it this way: it is a hockey movie, but it's the type of movie that even if you're not into sports or even the sport, you you love that you love that movie. You just you do. It's got so much character great film funny too so it's got a lot going for it i highly recommend it okay that's a that's a different uh different challenge altogether but i mean that uh we're glossing over i mean the basic plot of the film is a vampire film we meet this chick at the beginning she's a vampire she only feeds on guilty people uh yeah she's like the dexter of vampires or or the vampire lestat of vampires whichever one you want sure um uh, I don't even know if I got the character right. It's one of the characters in Vampire Lestat. I don't give a fuck. I don't like the books. Anyway. Um, yeah. so I'm not she, a real big vampire genre guy anyway. Like you said, no, vamp. There's yeah. a couple that, vamp, you know, this one near, is okay with me. Vamp. I love fucking vamp. Vamp. Near Dark. Near Dark. Um, which Near Dark is a whole different type of vampire film, even well, though it still we'll, is. We'll have to list our favorite vampire films after we're done. Um but yeah, so she. I think she, we just did. <laughs> she 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 only drinks the blood of bad guys, and then she makes sure she severs the head so they don't come back. Uh, she's interrupted with Robert Loggia. He ends up coming back and decides he wants to start his own vampire gangster squad. Uh, she befriends the gangster, the undercover cop uh, that is now trying to track down Loggia. They track down Loggia. They kill Loggia. So spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, the the the. the 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 thing that makes the film what, worth watching is Robert Loggia and uh, Don Don Rickles, Rickles. and uh, all these other people and the gangsters becoming vampires uh, and just like the humor involved it, it, it's again it, it's really I, it's my favorite scene is still when Robert Loggia wakes up in the morgue when Frank Oz is about to perform the autopsy I thought that scene right. was hilarious I mean it's almost slapstick in the way he's like running around like, I need to call I need to call my lawyer like, ah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he had only stopped dropped and rolled <laughs> uh, but I mean the film had its, had, had its charm I, I really I really enjoyed it I mean it was fun I would I would watch it for fun that's not what I was going for I thought you I would hate I mean I don't hate this movie in a lot of ways I do like yeah. it but I do have my problems with it. Uh, as oh, far sure, as, but, as yeah. But you know, I still I, don't I, think the vamp. They should have killed them that way with the whole. Oh, I'm gonna shoot you in the head. I'm gonna just you know, I'm gonna break your neck. It just it it seemed kind of cheap to me. Well, it's it's. I don't know about cheap. It just it, they just put it down a bit more. I mean, we, you, when you don't have the budget 
to like have superhuman fights who <laughs> are like you know with unkillable characters right. now you really want to tone it down because okay well if they're not invulnerable uh but if you break their necks or shoot them in the head to die of course the problem is they're, they're very fast and they're very strong so you know it's, it's a challenge just to get close enough to shoot them in the head or break their necks <laughs> so I, yeah, I think it's kind of a fair trade how about shoot them uh, in the heart don't use a stake if you don't want to go cliche I, I thought he was gonna at the one when he when he when, when that bat first appears near the end. I'm like wooden bat gonna get broken in half. Someone's getting impaled on it. Doesn't happen. He nope. even breaks the bat, and I'm like, yep. oh, now he sticks it in somebody's chest. No, it's almost like they were te- like Landis was teasing. Say, like, ah, you but you thought I was gonna do that. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Maybe he's just and, tired of killing people. Yeah, and and also if you're not going. <laughs> If you're not going for like a hard R like Dust Till Dawn, maybe you don't want to have to get so violent where you're, you know, when you're, you say you're really doing horrible things. Well, <clears throat> the, I'll the tell you, it's it's f- films like this is the reason why Dust Till Dawn w- was made like hard like that because there were so many films up until that point where that were kind of like this where it was a little soft, you know, it's a vampire genre and they don't they don't go that extra. You know, with it, it's not as gory, like you said. It's a lower budget, so they can't do certain things. So when they finally get to a film like From Dust Till Dawn, which was made only six years after this, budgets were better, special effects were, f- whoa, fuck a lot better. You know, they could do more things. And, of course, you got Tarantino and Rodriguez doing it, so you know they're coming into their own, and they just wanted to make a horror film. So it kind of set the bar high, when From Dust Till Dawn came out. Okay, now, you've also got to keep in mind that we're talking about 92, so we're, we're just coming in on the tail end of the anti-horror film movement that, that really uh, gutted, ha-ha, the horror film industry, where you couldn't make a violent film and get it past the MPAA, and you had, like, Morton Downey Jr. and all these other shows just blaming horror films and comic books and music for all the ills of society. Uh, so you you know you've got that too. Also taking into consideration that, with the exception maybe of an American Werewolf in London, Landis is not a very hard horror film type guy. He does he makes light films, Spies Like Us, Three Amigos, Blues Brothers, Animal House. This is not a this is not a hardcore horror film guy. No, I'm actually I'm, I'm, I'm actually except for Twilight Zone, turned into a snuff movie. Well, I mean, Sick even Twilight bastard. Zone was like that dark moments, but it, it was still meant to be like a family movie to an extent. I mean, uh, it's so, it's, it's not really his genre to go hard horror film. I'm, I'm not surprised at all that uh, he did something that was this kind of had this light feel to it. I mean, what else has he done besides besides American World from London? I mean, what else has he done that's that's dark in any sense of the way? Nothing. No. Yeah, I'm looking American down the list. I mean, you mentioned American Werewolf in London. I think that's as dark as it got. I mean, well, I mean, Beverly Hills Cop three—that's pretty dark, but on a whole different level. <laughs> that's you know, that, that's neither here nor there. Now, uh, I'm so, getting ahead of myself. I'm only cu- curious for later. Yes. We talked about what we're going to review next week, but do yes. you have a challenge for me off of this for when we're done with uh, well, what well, we plan you, on doing in the future? I kind of don't, and here's the reason why. Okay. We're getting into the horror October, and I yes. think we should be reviewing horror films specifically. Well, it so is I October, to... but yes. What? Pardon? I said it is October, but yes. That's what I'm saying. We're getting into October. Getting in kind of doesn't mean we're in, but... What's today's date? Today's October 1st. We're getting into October. Um... <laughs> okay. All right. Are we good with that? We're good. We it's right. a, we so, we're, we agree that it's October. Okay, <laughs> so I think we should concentrate on horror films, and I and I I figure I, I was gonna, and that's gonna be the link for the whole month. That's good. It's just gonna be horror films. So I don't think we have to go with anything special with the, with the um, challenges because we know we're doing horror films. So we're just so, gonna work off of next week's challenge, my, and then I'll challenge something to you after that. Yeah, but I mean, but it's okay. it's but but I mean. I just figured, oh, I saw this. It's a horror film. I want to review it. Let's do that. There's the connection. I'm sure I could come up Fun. with a I, I guarantee I could come up with, with two or three different connections between the two films. But at the moment, I'm just going to go with their horror films. No problem. All right. That, that works for me. All right. I okay. was just curious. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and, so, and, and, God, oh, yeah. and there, there's, there's like 
you can't even you can't even name you can't even number the different branches you could take off the, the challenge from this film. This film is open between cameos and everything else. Forget it. Why even bother? Just the fact that there's four different directors alone making cameos. I, you you could link this to any film that we would review by by like one separation, let alone oh yeah like easy. Seven. So. Just even Tom Savini's career, and then branch off of that. Done. Yeah. So. I get it. So yeah, um, I, I don't have much else to say about this film. I mean, I know it's a short review. I mean, uh, Robert, what, what else? After you watch Robert Loggia slurping on a meat popsicle, what else <laughs> do you have to say? You got no. There's really nothing. I mean, the, how much can we harp on uh, the French chick? What's her name? And par- <laughs> uh, how bad her, how bad her acting right? is? How bad her accent is? The fact that she gets to narrate the whole movie. Well, after those three things. You're really not left with much. I don't. I don't think her accent's bad. She's French. It's her accent. No, no, I, it, I mean, dude, it, it's bad. I thought it was cute. I liked it. I thought it worked. Don't get me wrong. If she wasn't cute, it would. It wouldn't be, have been uh, as as uh, what's the word? Uh, in, adorable. Yeah, or bearable. That's another word. Uh, but uh, no, I'm a big fan of La Femme Nikita. So she gets a pass because of that, but her accent's the mm. worst. It's the fucking worst. I Which totally I, agree I, with you. Yeah, I but totally I think that's the part of the over. film's charm, though, is her horrible accent, a little bit. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But it's it's still awful. I, I it didn't bother me. It bothered me in the voiceover, uh, the narration didn't bother. You me know what I found? Character. You know what I found interesting? Uh, take the French accent. Slow it down with lots of bass. Sounds just like Down syndrome. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip right past that. But, but it's the truth. <laughs> well, uh, what the only other thing that I really noticed about the film, uh, as far as special effects goes, was every now and then they would show them with these like glow-in-the-dark uh, scleral lenses or you know, yeah, lenses over their own eyes, and. Uh, Every now and then, you'd have a shot where you could tell they were doing it like multiple takes, and they were getting irritable because one of the lenses would be off kilter. Oh right! Like they'd be pointing a little bit off, and you're like, you know, they're like, yeah, you're like Loge is like, you better take this fucking take because these things are killing me. Yeah, these things yeah. are killing me. Come on, John, let's go. Can we move this scene along? <laughs> the man growls. The man fucking growls. And if no one heard last week's episode, the reason I challenged this to Scott was because uh, the one husband in Loverboy, which was Scott's challenge to me, he's doing his best Robert Loggia impersonation through that entire film. And it just kept it just made me think of Robert Loggia the whole movie. And I knew Halloween was coming, so this film just popped into my head, and I said. Well, that's that's the connection. What, what you're doing is just like when he's in the basement with, with Don Rickles, like, there's no blood. You hit, hit me pretty me. hard, but there's <laughs> no blood. Yeah, yeah Don Rickles. Yeah. <laughs> Don Rickles, he's like, come on, you're in Zors. You're in a better place. There's no blood. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me pretty hard. All right, well, <laughs> I, 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 got a, I got a new rule. Every time you do a Loja impression, you owe me yeah. one teller catch. No! Okay, then that's it. I'm done with Robert Loja, you bastard. <laughs> you stole me a Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> if I you can't give any, me so it's unfair that you hold back on minutes, the Taylor Kitsch for me. I what? will get you that burrito. <laughs> See, I talked over it, so that doesn't count. Then it, it's, it doesn't matter. It's your problem, <laughs> not mine. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> now you're not being nice. Uh, um... Yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I just—it was a cute little movie. It, it's it's uh, uh, definitely I could see it. I could see someone making something similar directed video now. Although the directed video stuff now tends to be a lot bloodier, like that. Um, uh, I think there's a blood blood sucking, not blood sucking freaks, but something along that lines. There's one out now. Is it blood sucking bastards? That's it, blood sucking bastards. Uh, okay. Which is you know, you know again low budget vampire film, but now they just tend to go extra gruesome like cooties which is another uh not vampires but another low budget horror film just came out that's hilarious uh yeah i have it i haven't seen it yet 
Oh, it's worth it. Yeah, that's a fun yeah. one. Yeah, it's just cool. fun. Just fun. You know, and, and, you know, I think that's what I respect sometimes with some of these films where you can tell they're just trying to have fun and they're not trying to go too off base. Well, that film I mean, is Land, actually... Landis plays it like... What? No, I was going to say, Cooties was actually made last year, but it's being released now, and I have a feeling because it takes place in a kid's grammar school. <laughs> I have a feeling they had a bit of a problem with that because of the whole uh, uh, Sandy Hook thing. <laughs> That's my guess. No, 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 but it does involve children uh, who have cooties. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it, they were a little sensitive a year ago. I don't know about that. I mean, what, last year? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I don't think so either. But that's not what I'm saying. I, I, but yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I don't think it would have been, is what I'm saying. Well, I know what I think. I'm saying I don't think that. Would I have just been a major whenever reason. I see Some, sometimes it just takes a while to get distribution. We're no, we're not talking like it was on the shelf for three years. It was just like okay, they made it last year. It didn't get out till this year. It happens. Things get. It bumped. does happen, but um, if but, uh, maybe we'll do we'll do a little homework and find out for for real. Yeah, I'm right out of that. Um, <laughs> uh, I but it, it's Dick. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's just the film has fun with it, and it, like Landis plays it serious as far as setting up the horror tone, and doesn't go schlocky, doesn't go campy, but he makes room for the the fun, the humor, and doesn't take it too seriously. And I, I think it's like a per he he strikes it he strikes that chord perfectly in this film. I think it's a great horror comedy because I think horror comedies are one of the hardest things to do, and I think this one, again for the time period, is like makes the mark. What did he do after this? After this, I yeah. I, I just had it up and, and I moved away. Um, I have I have it up now. Because I was looking at the god awful movie posters. I love the fact that they, they they changed the international title to a French vampire in America without telling him. Oh. <laughs> and then screwed everything up when they're trying to promote the movie. Right. Well, I will say this: he's done some pretty fun stuff after he killed people in Twilight Zone. Uh. He didn't make a movie for two years. Um, well, after yeah. that, I mean, it it makes sense because obviously, I'm sure that was in litigation uh, from the second it happened. Um, but he did uh, the very next thing he did is one of my actual favorite films uh, with uh, Jeff Goldblum is Into the Night uh, with Jeff Goldblum and Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know if you've ever seen, seen that. it. I really liked that as a kid. I have not watched it as an adult. I tried so, to get a copy and I could the the copy I, I got was no good so I have to try again. I I have an HD copy. I'll 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 get it to you. Okay. Uh, then he did Spies Like Us, also like that. The okay. abominable, doctor? but the Do reason why it's fun. Three Amigos. Doctor. 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 <laughs> and Doctor. Oh, Three Amigos. I actually just rewatched a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That, that film is just look up here, look up here. That and it. That movie's timeless. Farley, 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 Farley. <laughs> you, 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 you tell me one person that doesn't know who El Guapo is. That film is well, just yeah. Eternal. Would you say I have a plethora? <laughs> no, best best one is the. Uh, Are the gringos falling out of the sky? Like, yes, El Guapo. <laughs> uh, then he did Coming to America. Then uh, he actually did Oscar, the one with uh, Sylvester Stallone, where it's a bunch of gangsters going you legit. Like that one. I do like that one. My wife loves that one. It's the only reason why I have it. I could live without it, but she just, you know, like really pressed me. She wanted it. And then he went from there. He did Innocent Blood. He did the black and white video with Michael Jackson. Um, then Beverly Hills Cop. How does it drop from Oscar and Innocent Blood to Beverly Hills Cop Three? Because his career just fell off the planet after, literally after Innocent Blood. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Before that. The I, Stupids. I, well, The Stupids did not do well, obviously. Uh, Blues Brothers 2000. What the fuck was he thinking with that? Uh, I mean, did Dan Aykroyd just, just press him till he made the movie? Well... Dan Aykroyd, he, and again, just, I'm just going off of what I've read and what I've seen, so who knows if it's real. But all I know is that, like, after John Belushi died, uh, I, I read accounts of where he, where, uh, he said there'll never be a Blues Brothers sequel because, you know, there's not there, both of us aren't here anymore. And then next thing you know, oh, by the way, we're doing a sequel. 
Well, next thing you know, you mean like eighteen years. That's that still still counts. Don't 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 minimize the fact that he went back on on talking about his dead friend, saying I can never do that without him. And then, oh, but you know what? Now I can. Yeah, with uh, listen, the man killed people. They said, listen, you want to make another movie? Yes, you're making this one. Okay. I mean, that's probably how that conversation went. All right. If he didn't kill people, Blues Brothers 2000 probably would have never happened. He would have had a little bit more weight. Um. Then after that. Yeah, but then after that, I mean... I'm thinking, I'm thinking, who the fuck did Dan Aykroyd kill? What is he talking about? <laughs> Whenever I mention anyone killing anyone on the set of a movie, I'm always talking about John Landis. All right, it just threw me off there. I was like, uh... <laughs> uh but anyway, yeah, after Blues Brothers 2000, he did a movie called Susan's Plan, which I've never fucking heard of. And... Then a movie called Burke and Hare, which came out five years ago. And that's Burke the and Hare's good. It's the last thing he directed. Simon oh, Pegg's S- in it. Yeah, Simon that, Pegg that's and that, that's uh, Andy Serkis. Yeah, that that's a retelling of the uh, Burke and Hare, the whole the uh, the uh, the the one Lugosi film I reviewed in my book, uh, performed by Lugosi. Looking for it at Amazon.com. Uh, called the uh, the Body Snatcher. It's about those two characters who were killing people and selling their bodies to uh, to medical schools for cadavers, for test, you know, for fucking medical students to cut up. Cool. And it was like it was a huge. They were hung. You know, there was hangings for it, and that was one of the things that that really cracked down on them buying dead bodies from people. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's been made. It's been made into countless movies different variations of it and that one was one that was uh most recent and it's a good one i recommend it really all right i'll have to check it out yeah and actually that's that's it's probably the 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 and that's a dark comedy i, I would say in lo- in line with uh at least as far as morbidness more more morbid than uh innocent blood well yeah i would say so yeah but i mean the humor i'm saying besides the fact they're using dead bodies the, to the, the extent to which the humor involves corpses, <laughs> little dark. Speaking of dark comedies, I just watched The Voices recently. Yes, and what'd you think about that? I, lo- I liked it. Uh, that Ma- Brian Meriden Mer- liked the uh, Meriden liked the ending for obvious reasons because she's a girl. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, one of the funniest things ever. Is is after I watch a film, I just I go and I read the IMDb uh, message boards uh-huh. because because every now and then someone says something intelligent or or mentions something I didn't notice, but but the other ninety eight percent of the time, people oh, yeah. are just fucking stupid and just Agreed. don't get films. I mean, were you confused by the ending of that film, The Voices? No. No. no you you understood what was happening at the end, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently there are there are people who don't get that ending. What? It couldn't be more fucking A to B than <laughs> one no, plus one no equals two. Area. There's, There's what no gray area? Like for real? I, There's nothing I gray about it. I, I know. That's why you read the stuff and be like, I'm confused, and you read the question after the, that little say, like, oh, really? Maybe you should be watching nothing. I don't. What the fuck? Really? That's, <laughs> nothing. That's a, that's I, I, a good. It's a, it's a good point. I under like it's like my mother. I was visiting my parents last week. My mother says, "Oh, we saw Birdman." I was like, oh, "You no. should not have watched Birdman." <laughs> you, and she said, "That was a horrible movie." So I know you think that it wasn't, but that's because you should not have watched that. I did not recommend <laughs> that to you. No way in hell should you have watched that film. That is not for you. <laughs> it is not a. That is not a movie for my mother. That's just uh, it, you know. It's just, there, you, there's you a know that you, is not a movie for a large part of our population. There's, there's a yeah. I mean, that's there, there's a group of people, and it's not a elitist thing where I get it and you don't. No, it's it's the film's trying to do a lot more than just entertain, and it's it's you know some movies purposely try to trick you, or they purposely make something vague, uh, like um, fucking Lost in Translation, that bullshit ending. You know, so <laughs> they'll they'll do it and they'll say, oh, well, that's for you to figure out. Fuck you. How about writing an ending? So there's different variations of that, but sometimes you see something like that, and then you read the reviews, and, and a lot of them, too, were, were, oh, that movie wasn't funny at all. 
I saw, it said dark comedy, and that was no there was no humor in it. It's like wow. So you probably think dark humor is like screen is like a scary movie one, two, and three. That's <laughs> why you think dark humor is, isn't it? Yeah, you have no idea what a dark comedy is because that was a fucking bang on dark comedy. Yeah, here's a perfect example of a dark comedy, the dark backward. You don't. It's like no. I'm talking to, to no. people no. out there in internet land. You no. don't know that movie for a reason. I have to stop and disagree. That is not a dark comedy. Sure that it is. is a, that is more experimental, avant-garde. Uh, that no, when I say when I say dark comedy, I'm talking like Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Well, or, you know, when like James Caan like, is putting a Band-Aid on an entire arm on Jed Nelson's back, now I I, I laugh hysterically. I'm, here, here's I, the part, I do. Now, here's the problem. If if people were complaining about not understanding the dark backward, I'd understand. <laughs> that's not a film that's trying to make sense. Don't well, no. don't mud, don't mud, you're muddying the water, sir. But don't it's not. It doesn't take away from the fact that it's still trying to be a dark comedy. I, but it's not. Again, I, don't muddy the waters. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a pebble in your I'm calm blue to, you're, ocean you're throwing right now? Pebbles in my calm blue ocean. I'm, I'm trying to just <laughs> boulders, underline, baby, know. boulders. See, I see. If, if I'm explaining how people are confused by straightforward films and you throw the dark backward in there, you're just fucking up the whole argument. <laughs> it's like when I uh, left to come home today and it's not raining but the second my tires, the rubber of my tires hit the parkway, it starts raining. I'm like, you're just fucking with me now, aren't you? You well, are. Now, uh, now that, that has like no bearing whatsoever on the It's just a comparison of just fucking with, just stop it now. It turned my commute from 20 minutes to an hour and 40. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. If, if it had been pudding instead of water, maybe. Pudding? Mm, pudding? Or any kind of viscous fluid. Anyway, all I'm saying is that the IMDb things are hilarious. I, I love reading them afterwards. And you also can't trust the IMDb. Did I mention that specifically for Innocent Blood of Innocence? No, there wasn't anything. Uh, but Blood one of thing, Innocence? The trivia, is a new movie? Innocent of Blood. You shut up. Innocent of Blood? You know what I mean. Shut up. <laughs> Um, oh, there's, hold on, hold on. There's a scene right here. Like, if we were MST3King, this scene, when she jumps on him, or she jumps out and she screams, and he's like, ah! And then she runs and jumps off the roof and does one of those... Uh, she just jumps like a gymnast off the roof. Mm-hmm. I imagine that scene with her jumping off, just going, "Wee!" <laughs> like, right off the top. I would, too. Anyway, continue. Every now and then, I like, I... Don't, I don't trust the trivia on IMDb because they don't vet it. They just post it. And then they let people rate on whether it's interesting or not. And they should have the meter says, is this bullshit or not? One person specifically mentions that uh, a theater in the in the area where they were filming changed their marquee to See You Next Wednesday, which is the, the gag movie that Landis puts in all of his films. Okay. And then it says, this marquee was changed but does not appear in the film. And I'll be a motherfucker. I read that. It's like, oh, okay. And then Bright as Day... And in the in the third act, when they go to the strip club, right behind them, see you next Wednesday on the marquee, right behind them. Who wrote this fucking? Who wrote it? Because they well, didn't watch the film. Because no. it's staring at me right in the face. They probably just read that from somewhere else and just yeah. posted it. Yeah, it's like they cut it from somewhere else. They haven't watched the film. Uh, ah. Is there a whole thing behind uh, the whole see you next Wednesday? I, I don't know. It's, it's a gag thing. I, I, I've never I never read into it. I just know it always appears in his films. Because I prefer See You Next Tuesday. I think that's much funnier. <laughs> but, it, but it is See You Next Wednesday, right? You're not correcting me. I have no idea. No, I just okay, know no, that I like, see, I like See You Next Tuesday better. Why? Well, no. Wednesday has a better ring to it. See You Next Wednesday. Next when? Because you already have a T there. Next Tuesday, it, it, you're, you're interrupting the flow. Next well, Wednesday. you can you can in your spare time look up. See you next Tuesday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, you will when you when you finally look it up in oh, your spare time. You're, you're killing me. You're fucking killing me. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So while Scott's doing that, what he's challenged me to uh, with a Halloween connection is next week we're going to review the film The Visit. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Oh, I get it. <laughs> My personal favorite. Dirty pool, old man. Hey. Anyway, so I'm sorry. Anyway, 
So we're going to review the visit. <laughs> we're going to review the visit next week, um, which Scott has already seen, but I haven't yet. I am in yeah. the, the process of going to go see it. Uh, it just came out in theaters, so I will be ready for next week. Scott, Dude. spoiler alert, liked the film, and uh, it's a found oh. footage movie, which I am not the biggest fan of. Right but now, Scott, Scott swears to me that I should enjoy it. Well, well, you know what? It's the whole like I under I understand the adversity to found footage films. They've been done to death. Blair Witch created a monster, and it's yep. been running rampant ever since. However, I really try not to criticize a film just because it's found footage. Uh, and like I said, there's been films in the past. Now again, majority of them are, are shit, but it is every now and then somebody does something interesting with it, or at least uses it to a better effect than just. Uh, paranormal activity jump scares every five minutes. Okay. You know, so I mean, and again, first paranormal, first paranormal activity I liked. I thought they, you know, at that time, they were doing something different with it. Uh, and then now everybody did it, but at the time, I thought it was kind of fresh. They were inventive, and again, anything that gives you the ability to do a low-budget horror film, I am for. Okay. You know, so I mean, just go in, go in with a, just try. And when I went to the film, uh, I had asked. I did not watch anything about the movie. I didn't read anything about the movie. I didn't know it was an M Night Shyamalan film until someone told me the day before. And so when I went in, I didn't know anything about the film, and I did not know it was found footage. So I, I would, I didn't even have that preconception going into it. Okay, let me ask you this though, and this yes. isn't for me. This is for my wife. Is this going to be one of those films that I have to watch? Or uh, go see at like one in the afternoon with her, or am I going to be able to watch this in the evening? Is she going to annoy me that she can't sleep after seeing it? I don't think so. Okay. I th- I think you'll be fine. I I, th- I think I I think you'll be fine. Oh. Okay. I think this, the situations that occur in this film I think are are remote enough that it's not going to have any bearing on your life. And for that's an honest answer. Because she can't watch the paranormal activity films with me, and it's annoying when she does. But, that, but that's because that's a man and a woman in their house, asleep, and you are a man and a woman in your house asleep. That she makes the connection. This is two children visiting their grandparents in Pennsylvania in the winter. Never gonna happen to you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Never anywhere. It, it, it. There's no parallels between this and your life where. Where she could think, oh, this will happen to me. Never. You're good. You're safe. Oh, oh good. <laughs> yes. All right. I appreciate that. You can tell her I said so. Okay. But no, I, <laughs> I can tell you, though, real quick. When I went to see it, yeah, I went alone. Mm. I took a day off. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to movies. I have not seen a movie by myself since As Good As It Gets. Wow. I, I, I've been meaning to do that for a long time. Dude, just go to a movie by myself. I'm going to start doing it all the time now. It's fucking awesome. Oh, see, first I knew all, it would be. First of all, I, I went to see a film nobody else wanted to see. So I was the only one in the theater. It was a Monday afternoon, too. Like Monday, 2 o'clock. I'm the only one in the theater. I, actually, that's the weird thing was when I, when I bought the ticket and when they sold it to me, they said, oh, you're the only person paying to see this film. So you're, you're going to have the theater all to yourself. It's like, okay, cool. And then when I got into the theater... There was somebody else in the theater. <laughs> they flat okay. out lied to you. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to pretend he's not here. So maybe he didn't pay to see it. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be a narc. Who cares? Um, but dude, it, was, it was, first of all, I didn't have to answer any questions. That's awesome. And I just stared at the screen for two hours. I didn't have also, to look over also. and say, you know, and make sure the person next to me was okay. I didn't have to, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't, I, not only did I not have someone whispering with something they thought clever in my ear, I did not have the urge to whisper something I thought clever into somebody else's ear. I just, <laughs> kept, I just kept it to myself. <laughs> it was just fucking beautiful. I want to get that more often. Oh, I, I recommend it. It's, it was great. See, I work Saturdays, and when I do, I get Fridays off, and I have the entire day completely to myself dude matinee matinee i I should just i should just do that take myself out to breakfast (laughs) Mm -hmm. go to a matinee 
then come home, eat lunch, play video games for the rest of the day. You know what? That's I have another day uh, uh, later on this month. That's what I'm gonna fucking do. You know what it is too? It's when you're at home and you're watching a movie. There's eight different things going on at once, and people want you to pause it ten or fifteen fucking times. And if you go to out with friends to see it, see a film, you're with other people, and it's kind of a communal thing. And it's like you forget what it's like to just to get lost in a film. Right. And that might be one of the reasons I really enjoyed the visit because it's the first time in a while going out to a theater that I was able to totally just get lost in the film and not have to worry about a fucking thing around me. That's great. And yeah, I just it, it, I think we need that every now and then. We're so used to being able to pause things and stream it and do you know watch a film while we're fucking doing five other things on the road, driving or you know babysitting or what have you. But just to sit down with the lights out and fucking watch a film and just experience it. It, it, it's becoming a rare, a rare thing. Oh, it's definitely. Not, yeah, but that's that's hmm. my little rant there on how awesome it was. That's all. I'm gonna have to start doing it just because. I agree. Definitely. Frank Oz. What was the last thing he did? Frank Oz. Miss Piggy. Well, they have the new Muppet Show. I've and, heard. Uh, yes, he's not. He's not doing Fozzie Bear, and it's weird. <laughs> I mean, the show is actually pretty good. Uh, I've watched a couple of episodes, and they, it actually it actually oh. is pretty good. But Fozzie Bear, his voice, everyone everyone's voice is pretty much there, except Fozzie's. It's it's just it just sounds weird to me. Hmm. And 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 I knew immediately that Frank Oz wasn't doing it. We're getting old, sir. Things are changing. Yeah. yeah. But I, I've got nothing else. You got anything else about? Nah. We, we we should rate that real quick. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. I forgot all about that. Uh, we got sidetracked. Hey, while I'm looking that up, uh, any other vampire films that, that you want to list as far as, like, vampire films you liked? Um... I mean, I guess you really can't. I like Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage, even though that's not that's, again your traditional. Vampire, it's yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not at all. <clears throat> um, what do you want to rate this five? Yeah, it's it's average. All right, yeah, I'm rating it five. I'm not even going crazy with. I'll, I'll take a peek at the uh, demographics, but I'm not going to go into it unless anything wacky. That's across the board six five. Who gives a shit? Um, it's a six point five for real. What? Six point two. Wow, it's kind of high. Yeah, all the demographics are between five and six. Nothing crazy there. Um, three IMDb staff rated it an average of six. Oh really? So good for them. I mean, uh, vampire film. I mean, uh, so what do we say? We said vamp. We vamp, said, obviously, uh, near dark, classic. Near dark. Um, I guess you can go um, maybe the Blade series. Or at least Blade, the first, the first one. one. The first one. Now, because again... Uh, I Fright mean, Night. Fright Night. Fright Night. The original and the remake. I like the remake, too. I haven't now, seen it. I have it. Now, remember I told you about... Like, again, remember, late 80s and the early 90s, death of the horror film. Everything's, everything's like, toned down. Blade... Right. I, remember, I remember sitting in the theater when Blade came out, and that whole opening sequence, I was just awestruck at the amount of blood just in that opening dance hall sequence. Right. I was just like, fuck, blood! blood! That was great. You know, and they used, blood. at the time, their, um, that special um, that camera that they, they, that they used where they were pulling out frames. Uh -huh. Like, every other frame was removed, so it had, like, that real jittery kind of feel to it. Like, uh, Spielberg used it for the entire opening of Saving Private Ryan. That whole, uh, the Normandy scene. And it just, it's erratic, it's chaotic, it really works. And that's why it really worked in that underground uh, dance scene. Um, okay, uh, so uh, let the right one in. The original, not the American remake, which was tamed right. by comparison. Um, Kronos, you wanna, if you want to drag Guillermo del Toro into this. Go Kronos. Um... Yeah, and again, Fright Night. I I, I like the the remake too. I thought I I'm not saying it's as good as the first, but I thought they did enough with it where it was its own film. 
now you may not agree with me, but definitely not. I, maybe not. But I, 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 I did really like, I, and I always have um, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, <laughs> one with uh, Gary Oldman. I knew you weren't gonna, you were gonna do that. Oh, dude. What? I saw that in a fucking theater. On two hours sleep, because I was working the post office and the movie theater at the same time that year. Right. Oh, God. And really? I, I was hopped up on fucking, like, NyQuil. And all I remember is just, is just like, the opening with the whole, like, silhouette thing. And then and then, then he turned Dracula's castle into an Ohio mystery spot. Like, no. oh, things are on the ceiling. That's weird. Wow. And... and and then, oh, that whole have, film was a fucking... Have, the only good thing about that film was Dr. Seward. Now, have you seen shooting it? A, shooting up in the insane asylum? Shut up, you bastards! That was... He was... I want to see that film. <laughs> he was the man. Tom Waits is uh, Renfield. Gotta love Tom Waits. Um, yeah. Have you seen it since? No. No. You should really try and watch that again. Oh, God. Oh, don't have the patience. <laughs> the patience. Fucking Coppola. Coppola just, just. Well, he's, he's another one that fell off the face of the earth. Well, he's he's another one that like just some of his films. It's like it, it's he's one of those directors where you you almost get in his head. It's like my God, I'm such a great director. Watch me do this. Look at this. I am the best director ever. It's like, it's like his ego splashes on the screen. It's like I hey, watch me do this. Well, Aha! How uh, could it not? I mean, when you make and again, you won't agree with me. Arguably, the two best films. In one of the two best, oh. if not the two best films in cinema history, being Godfather and Godfather oh. Part Two. Really, Godfather, best film in cinema history. One really? of, if not the. Oh. Let me tell you. It really? just yeah, yes, really. Not, I'm not saying a bad film, but really best it's, film in, in cinema history. One you of would, the. You're you're really gonna tell me that the Godfather, or the sequel, I, is are they're they're not good. I'm not saying they're not good, I'm, but I'm saying greatest films, they're, they're just gangster I, films. I and mean, I've eh. protested on the show that I've always preferred Godfather Part Two to the original. Yeah, you're not alone. I've heard that before. I'm not, I'm not saying you're not a... Godfather Two, in many ways, is probably as perfect as you can get cinematically. It does eh. everything right. It does everything right. Everyone involved in it does everything it just it's perfection i i, I think he peaked with captain eo personally <laughs> i remember seeing the trailer for that uh, uh as a kid and they stopped it they show um michael jackson like being cornered you know he's uh, like he's being charged and in a corner and then i remember them pausing it saying how will he get out of this and and then it says well you got to come to disney world because that's the only place you could see Captain EO. Right. And I always remembered just going, God damn it, I'm never going to get to Disney World. My parents don't take me anywhere. <laughs> I just vividly remember that as a kid. Now, I'm sure um, I could watch the whole fucking thing on YouTube, and I never just thought to do it. Now, I, I've never looked, I never, I had no idea about this, but uh, he's listed as an uncredited director on Supernova, which I liked. Or is, wait, is Supernova the one I liked? No, you thinking Supernova of Sunshine? is not the film I like. You're thinking, I'm thinking of, sunshine. of Sunshine. Yeah. I'm thinking of, yeah, never mind. I take it back. It, it's me. easy to, to get them mixed up just because of the title. And even like the poster art and stuff. So, okay, it's something exploding in space. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah, it's bright orange and yellow. <laughs> I, you know, I just, Coppola's, I don't know. I just, uh... Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, pretty much after Godfather, one and two... Um, even Apocalypse Now, it's kind of it for him. Maybe I'll give him a pass on uh, The Outsiders just because I grew up with that one, but other I than that, care. you know, Dracula I still like, but he's... What What has he done recently? He did one with Val Kilmer that I don't think has even been released yet. It's so bad. You mean Twixt? Is that it? Twixt. Is yeah, that Twixt. out? Yeah, uh, it, it, it was... Uh, direct to video or something. I don't know if it was in the. I don't know if it was in the theaters or not. I actually started watching the first fifteen minutes of it, and Man. it's very bizarre. It's almost like Coppola's doing Twin Peaks, or or Coppola doing uh, In the Mountains of Madness, or not uh -huh. in the, in the Mouth of Madness, the Mouth of Madness. Oh, he's producing uh, Jeepers Creepers three. 
producing is, it? I, yeah. yeah what, what does that which mean? Which is in I, pre-production. I, I don't even know what producing means anymore. You produce yeah, it. Just, I, I point. Just, I. I I point at things and stuff happens. Haha. I, I don't even I don't, well, I don't even consider that like He's just what? finding money for it. That's all. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't even why do I even give a fuck who the producer is anymore in the film? What, what does it mean to me as like from an artistic standpoint? What does it mean to me that Coppola produced it? Coppola puts things in motion. Great. He didn't direct it. He didn't write it. He he maybe he like had a hand in choosing things, but who gives a fuck? Mhm. I, just in general, I'm, I'm less less and less now. Am I, am I actually giving a flying fuck who produced anything? I, I don't. The film Twixt came out in 2011. Went video on demand June of 2013. Two years later for uh, for the American release. Jeez. I, I I think I have it. I'm not Premiered sure. Premiered at the Toronto Film Festival. I do have it. Yeah, I watched the first fifteen minutes of it, and that was it. I have not gone back yet. It's not good, huh? I well, I don't know. I haven't finished it, but it, it definitely. It's you know what you know what it is about Vale Kilmer, and we. It's easy to lose sight of this because of some of his bigger roles. He is a fucking freak. He is a weird, weird person. Mm-hmm. And and the older he got, the more the more steadfast he got in his weirdness. I mean, if you read like interviews with him and stuff about his 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 life, he's just a weird guy. And <laughs> as he gets older, he's just making weird films. You know, it's like he doesn't have to work anymore. It's like, oh, I'm going to keep doing these films. I'll, I'll do this one. It's, it's just, it's like his personality is coming out in the roles he chooses. He's not he's not going for an Oscar in his fifties or sixties or whatever the fuck he is. It's like, fuck oh it. Oh my God, Coppola, seventies. Yeah. Good. He's Maybe there Cop- won't be a Godfather four then. That's never going to happen. As I'm saying, good. Godfather Four. If he's gonna do that, he's got to do it literally now, because everyone is in their seventies at this point. Everyone, except for Brando, is still alive. You know, I like the conversation. I think it's a great film, but I don't think it's like cinematically awesome. I mean, it's just it. it in some ways, it suffers from some of the editing problems I have with a lot of seventies films, as, as far as the bit of the clunkiness and. I don't know. I just, uh, and I've never been a huge apocalypse. Now, I, I, I actually, I, ha- I have, mo- I, I uh, am more of a fan, just as far as like, as far as like, cinematic output, of Oliver Stone than I am Coppola. And I'm not an Oliver Stone fan, okay. but I think he's done more films that I would be able to point to and go, yes, that was awesome. Uh, same thing with um, what's his name, Chimino. Uh, um, Kubrick. Chimino. Oh, Kubrick. I'm thinking Kubrick. Yeah, Chimino. No, Kubrick. Same thing. I was like, you know, the big names that are like are like icons, but like even those, like, yeah, you know what? He did stuff I think was genius. I don't. I never see. Honestly, I, I don't think Godfather's genius. I think it's a good film. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't see genius in it. I just see a good film that everybody liked. Hmm. Okay. That's all. <laughs> I have to see Captain EO now. Now, now, now you got me fucking harping on EO. <laughs> I've never actually seen Captain EO either. I don't have I'm, Captain EO. I've never seen it. I, I don't even know if you can you can get it. It might be in the fucking Disney vaults. I have no oh, idea. You, you've got to be able to get Captain EO. Dude, I don't know, man. No? Lu- <laughs> well, this will tell you everything you need to know about Captain EO. George Lucas did the screenplay. Oh, yeah, all right, you're fucked. Uh, all right let's get the fuck out of here i'm tired what all right sorry it's okay (laughs) so next week we're doing the visit we're doing the visit next week which is uh october unless the apocalypse happens with this new hurricane that they keep talking about tropical storm yeah they've already they're already talking about it veering off into the ocean so I don't know. You know what? They're trying to sell generate. You know what? This is a different podcast altogether. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode 185 of Movie Sucktastic, where we just reviewed Innocent Blood uh, from 1992 with Robert Loja. <laughs> uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can listen to the show live there every Thursday at 8 o'clock. You can download the show 
or you can listen to the show uh, from the uh, Movie Sucktastic podcast player that we have. You go to iTunes and you can download the show there as well. You go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, it's 908-514-4470. 908-514-4470. Uh, if you want to leave us email, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, don't forget to download the free Android app for your phone or tablet. Uh, 100% free. Everything I just mentioned is in one nice, tidy little package in the app. And uh, that about does it. Yeah, we're we're 15 episodes away from our 200th. We Woo-hoo! should do some. We should do something. Uh, I don't know, know what we're gonna do, but if we uh, if we t- if we doubled up on some episodes, we could make that by the end of the year. Well, uh, it's 15 episodes away on average. That should take four months. So if we double up on some episodes, we might be able to well, make it by the new year. Y- yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't I don't see that happening. Okay. Because it, it's the holidays. We've already failed. Alright, you're right. Uh, I, I also I do see us hitting that mark well before the four month mark though. Just oh, because sure. of all of the episodes we do when we do the uh, Oscar films. When we and the January. Them. And January we have, we have to go strong on January this year. Oh I agree. Definitely. Alright. You got any wisdom for us? I can't do Logia, so no. <laughs> uh, uh, when you get made by me, nobody can touch ya. <laughs> and Tal Kitch! Do Tal Kitch! Uh, I'm gonna die. You're gonna die. We're all gonna die. But not today. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.